everyone. It's Lori Haywood Mains with Speak the Word Only podcast or broadcast, depending on which one you're on right now. Thank you for joining. We are going to continue Psalms 91. We are in verse 2 today. Let's just open up briefly with prayer. I've already prayed, but I'd like to do it publicly as well. So, Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for delivering it with pop, with power, and we thank you for signs and wonders following. We thank you for the listeners. Protect them, bless them, open up their ears, open up their capacity, and I thank you for mine as well. In the name of Jesus, amen. Good to see you guys. Okay, so let's just jump right in. Psalms 92. If you haven't seen Psalms 91, part one, then go ahead and look at um, my podcast, um, broadcast, YouTube. You can go to riversgateway.com. Everything is right there. Just one quick, one quick click away. So, okay, so we're on Psalms 92. Psalms 91 too. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress and in my God, in him will I trust. There's three, three short points that we're going to cover on this particular verse. I will say of the Lord, first of all, um, again, Psalms 91 is a conversation. Please go back to, to the first podcast, part one. It will explain it. But Psalms 91 is a, a powerful conversation between us, Jesus, the angels, and the Father. I always, I, when I was teaching a class, I would tell the women that if this is, <clears throat> if today is the only day we get to spend together and I never see you again, um, what you will hear today will be enough for a lifetime. And Psalms 91 is that powerful. And the Lord would, would like to implant Psalms 91 in you spiritually so that it grows up as a great tree uh, it will take you um, a lifetime to break it down it is a living word powerful powerful conversation so psalms is saying i will save the lord so that would be me uh you know you put your name in there yourself you're reading this as a conversation and you are talking to the lord right now and I'm saying, I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge. And you can also put other people in there. You can call your sons, your daughters, your, your husbands, your wives, your aunts, uncles, or co-workers. You can put anybody in there along with yourself or pray for them separately as intercession. Um, God is inclusive. He wants everyone to be prayed for, everyone to be blessed. And so um, he, he wants more for all of us than we probably even understand or would want for ourselves. That's how good he is. So I'm saying of the Lord, you are my refuge. And refuge is a place. It's a place that provides shelter or protection. It's a state of mind, state of safety, escape sanctuary so when you are saying i will save the lord you are my refuge so for me i actually like to pray in the mornings uh that is just what i've done since 1987 but 
you can have your time if you pray while you walk or while you, um, you know, at night. Uh, God is absolutely not dogmatic. He does. He doesn't care where or what time you have a conversation with him, uh, such as prayer. He just wants you in his presence um, daily, just like um you know, you would want to spend time with your family daily. So um, we have to get our religious um, ears and minds and ways off because God is not religious. Um, man has turned God and Christianity into religion, but God is not religious. So um, he wants quality time with you, of course. I mean, have you ever had a conversation with somebody and they're sitting there on their cell phone and they're looking up at you and, you know, nodding and so forth and so on? And I mean, you know, it it gets old because they are not genuinely enjoying the moment that we're having together here. It's not quality time at all. And um, frankly, you know, I would just assume walk out of the room than be a part of competition with that cell phone. Well, the Lord is a the great relationship. He's the great father. So, of course, he feels the same way. Yes, he. you can grieve him. He laughs in the book of Psalms. He gets angry. He was wroth. He, so, God, and you can please God. So, and so of course, he, he doesn't want to sit there and try to compete with, um, you know, whatever you're doing, um, you know, while you're trying to pray with him. Again, he doesn't care what time, he doesn't care where, he just wants to have some quality time is what I'm trying to say. So we want to keep that in mind. So the, the, when I say, I, I will save the Lord, you are my refuge, you are my place, you are that shelter, you are that sanctuary. You are that place that I can rest in. You are, you are this place that I'm in in this moment, on this walk or on the golf course or, or um, running or in my prayer in the morning or at night. You are my refuge. That is how he wants to be approached is because he is the, excuse me, he is the great caregiver he puts his arms around us and he wants his family uh, and he wants quality time with you. So don't take that religiously. Take it as an absolute compliment that someone enjoys you that much. So we want to we want to just um, what's the word I want to use? We want to come in and we want to embrace that. Uh, that's a wonderful thing when you really start thinking about how much he wants to sit with you, talk with you, visit with you. Um, my, oh my, are we ever blessed people? Jeez, I'm just, I'm getting happy again. <laughs> okay, so he's my shelter. He's my refuge. He's my state of safety. He's my state of mind. And um, I can, I may go places with that one, but I want to keep moving forward. I may come back to that state of mind, uh, but I don't want to go off on that because that's a whole nother teaching. So then he says on verse two, he is, and, and he's my fortress. 
And my fortress is a physical place. It's a defense or security. It's a town or a stronghold. It is actually a, um, a, 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 a physical place, as they said. So he's not only a state of mind, but he's actually a physical place. When you come to the Lord and you say, you are my refuge and you are my fortress, and it is a, a state of being, but then also a physical place that God will put those uh, protection walls all around you for those who come to him, for those who love him, for those who honor him, uh, for those sons and daughters of God. Um, he's trying to get every single soul in the entire world into the kingdom of God. That's why he sent Jesus Christ to the earth to die for who? Not the Christians. There were no Christians at that time. He died for the world, for the sinners. And so that every single human being that has breath and a soul and a spirit has the opportunity to say, yes, I want you to come into my life. Yes, I want you to come into my heart so that I can live eternally in the kingdom of heaven, eternal life. Think about it. Think about that. If it were all grains of sand on the seashore, this time that we're spending right here is just a speck of sand. Think about it. Don't take this life too serious yes it is a wonderful thing and yes we go through things but remember we are eternally destined for heaven and there's going to be much to learn but without tears and sorrow the this is why i come to the lord this is why i i uh he is my refuge and he is my fortress this is my place uh, of uh, safety and and then it goes on and we're coming into the last part of this and in my God in him will I trust now there's the big one in him will I trust and I challenge you you guys if you will is get on your internet and as you can see don't mind that <laughs> Um, I'm showing them my notes. Um, so I, of course, have handwritten notes. I have lots of notes. My Bible's highlighted, but I use the internet for my benefit when I'm studying and getting ready to present. So let's go into the word trust. Okay, let's go. So in my God, in him will I trust. So I'm going to tell you a real short story. One time I was at work, uh, full-time real estate agent, wonderful career, full-time for 17 years. I'm part-time now. And um, something was happening. I don't know. I, it was just there was a glitch in the mission of one of many, many, many people that I represented. And um, <clears throat> I, just, I, I just sensed that it seemed as if... Um, there was like maybe kind of walls. I kept running into walls in this particular transaction. And um, I was a little frustrated and uh, just pushing through. And 
I was kind of communicating in my mind with the Lord. And he said, um, he said, I heard very clearly in my heart. He said, Lori, he said, trust me, trust God and love man. He said, you, you, the problem here is you are trusting man and loving me. And that was probably in 2001 or 2002 when I got that word. And wow, was that ever a rhema word that I live on today. It totally set me free, if you will. Um, it, it, it opened up my eyes. I could see. I could understand that it, it's a slippery slope because, of course, we love each other. Of course we do. Um, and, of course, we love God. But I found that um, through my love of mankind, I had slipped into where I was actually uh, trusting them. And the Lord stopped me. He said, this, this is why you're frustrated. He said, because you're putting too much confidence in man you're putting too much trust in man yes there is a love and then there's a trust that is married to it in a sense but but there's a trust that is much deeper and when you get into trusting the lord that realm like the secret place we talked about in verse one that realm keeps opening it's almost like a dilation. It just dilates and dilates and dilates. And, and, and the, the, the uh, trust cannot be exhausted with the Lord. So the more you learn how to trust, the way to trust, and be challenged to trust and start walking that road, then there is this massive confidence in God that develops and the more time you spend with him, the, the, the minutes, the days, the hours, the weeks, the months, the years, that, that just keeps dilating, that realm just keeps getting, it keeps opening more and more. Pretty soon you're walking with the Lord in a realm that no one else can see, but you're walking in a realm with him that uh, is more... Uh, real in in the physical sense if you will then what then where I am in this world right now today see I am totally uh, aware that I'm an ambassador in Christ and that I am traveling through this world and I'm not of this world I'm in this world but I'm not of this world I literally feel like an astronaut going to the moon and exploring meaning that astronaut does not live on the moon so i i in a sense if you will i'm saying being on this earth i i feel that much of a, a of a stranger even though i'm a citizen um traveling through this earthly these earthly years because i i've been spending so many time so many years um, in the trust of the Lord in that secret place and it keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper and um, I'm closer to the Lord to the Holy Spirit and to the Lord Jesus 
that I am this world. And that well, there's a song that we used to sing years ago that the, the things of this world will, will grow strangely dim. And I'm living it. And I'm sure there's a lot of you that are too. So this is the type of trust that we're talking about. So these are not loose words. Um, when, when the word says, in my God and him will I trust, this is not just flipping over the dollar bill and reading it. Excuse me. <coughs> I'm going to grab some water. I'm still talking, so hang on, you guys. I had a scratchy throat. I'm going to take a drink. Excuse me for interruption. I'm back. <clears throat> so the enemy does not want this word out, okay? He's just going to fight it, and I'm just going to push right through, so bear with me. So <clears throat> this is not the trust we have been raised on. We have been raised as children to trust your parents, trust your aunts, trust your uncles, trust your cousins, trust your teachers, trust the system, trust the money, it's on the back of the dollar bill. And then we go to the altar and we're told to trust one another. And then, um, you know, you go to the bank and borrow money, trust, sign your name. So we're, we're this word has been used is uh, loosely just like the word love so the word trust has lost its power so we don't well i'm not going to say everybody but for the most part we do not even begin to understand what that word is really saying to us to god the one that can never lie it's impossible and for the for, the, for he is love, so therefore he is trust. We don't know something that pure. We're getting glimpses and we're learning as the generations are growing in Christ. The dimensions are opening for the body of Christ. But So I challenge you, that's why I showed you my notes, is to go on the internet and type in the word trust scripturally that you want scriptures on it. And you're going to get loaded, like I did. I mean, I didn't even take half of what half of what was there. And you take these these scriptures and you begin to highlight them and read them and <clears throat> read them, you know, once a day or read them a couple times a week. But have them start using this as a centerpiece, if you will, into your life to. Show the Lord, the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus Christ, that you are pressing in to his realm and you want to know more about this trust. But we can't bust through, if you will, those, those realms if we're not putting any type of pressure. As a baby is born, that dilation is getting um, larger and larger so that, that that baby can come through. There's pressure. There's things happening. Um, it just doesn't happen by itself. Huh, I wish it would. That would have been nice for three times for me, but it doesn't. And so there's pressure during that birthing process so that, uh, you know, the, the, the baby and the, 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 the whole, you know, the whole pressure of the, 
the dilation and then then the baby comes but see these things are working together so uh, it's in the same sense of you taking the word of God. Um, it's absolutely wonderful to listen to um, podcasts. It's absolutely wonderful to watch broadcasts. It's absolutely wonderful to hear the Bible online, but also put it in front of your eyes. Don't just because we're in that we're in that um, generation where. Um, everything is quick and digital and, you know, bam, bam, bam. And that's good. I love it. I do love it. And But there comes a time where we also have to put the written word into our eyes. Um, if, if I can say it like this, you guys, um, the written word, <clears throat> I'm, I've written two books, okay? Please buy them. It's your choice in the great exchange. They're on the riversgateway.com. Um, I've given many, many, many away, but I can't see you, so I can't do that. But they're online. They don't cost that much, like maybe $10. So um, with that, uh, see how I get off my game? <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, come back. All right, where was I? Okay, so the word, when you read the word, it's another language. Okay, so when you write, when you're an author <clears throat> or becoming an author, I challenge you to do it today. Um, <clears throat> when you write, um, you should only use your, you know, your hands. Don't, don't dictate your book is what I'm trying to say. And it's, I believe it's in Psalms. It talks about the... Um, Oh, I've, never mind. I'm going to skip that. Um, so writing and reading is a different language. So we are so intricate and in so, we are made so intelligently. So when you're reading the word, it's actually hitting your spirit in a new way, in a different way. What you see and what you hear and, and uh, is is um languages okay we get it in the arts and we get it in the music and we get it in you know so what i'm trying to tell you is that reading the word is another language and it when you put it through your eyes and it absorbs in through your spirit that way then you are the holy spirit has another way of accessing you when you're only using the ear to hear or only using the eye to see someone, not the written word, then you're, then you're really just missing out. So yes, embrace the digital, but bring it back. Bring back, if you laid it down, the written word. I can promise you, if you do it and you do it faithfully, then you're going to notice a difference just like running on a treadmill or exercising or swimming or walking you're going to notice a difference it's not going to happen instantly nothing does but unless it's surgery um but what is going to happen is when you read the word um there's an impartation differently and you will come out magnificently how is that so I encourage you to bring the word, the written word, put it before your eyes and let the Holy Spirit 
open this up in your capacity and to receive this on trust. And I guarantee you, you will come out deeper, stronger, higher, and more on fire and knowing trust in the Lord the way he wants you to. There is no end to that. So don't ever put a period. This trust is an internal growth, okay? So anything really that we do through the word of God and by the spirit of God is there, there isn't, it does, there isn't an ending, okay? This is a eternal growing, all right? And again, I want to just throw this in there, is we do not die in the earth, and then that's it. We go to heaven, and we live happily ever after, and we don't have to grow anymore. That, is, that isn't true, what is happening is because when you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and you're an eternal being going to heaven, now what you are doing is you're dropping off this earth suit because it can't go into the next realm. But because of what Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden or mankind, it, it, it brought destruction to the flesh. So it has to depart from who you really are and that's your spirit. And that's why you never feel older inside. Because your spirit is never going to die. You're, you see your body aging, but you don't, when you look in, when you think or you look, look back on memories, you feel the same way. Uh, that's because you should. That's because your spirit is going to be in an eternal being with God. So when you drop off your earth suit and you leave this world and you go into the next realm, then you are going to continue it's not a stop death and then start back up in heaven. No, I don't know exactly how it works, but I do know this part. I know this thus far. We'll see what the Lord reveals. But and I know that this is also in the body of Christ. I know it is because I know I'm not the only one that knows that. Uh, it's not how the, the Lord works. Usually when he gives you a revelation, he's already given a bunch of other people the same revelation. You know what I'm saying? So keeps us safe. But so so we so you're not going to get away with, if you will, uh, living this life and then say, no, well, you know, I'll die and go to heaven and everything will be fine. Well, it will be, but you're just going to continue where you left off here and what you didn't learn here that he's been trying to get you to do only for your good, um, then we're just going to have to continue one way or the other. I don't know how that's all going to work out. So I encourage you to focus on the word trust. In him will I trust. And we're going to go over a couple scriptures. I want to see how long I've been on. Oh, okay. I've got about three minutes and then we'll pick it back up. If I can't finish out verse 2 today, then we'll just pick it back up. But I think we can. Okay, Psalms 118.8. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. Micah 7.5. Put no trust in a neighbor. Have no confidence in a friend. Guard the doors of your mouth from her who lies in your arms. Jeremiah 17.5. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. Okay, let's go back to Jeremiah. Now, have you noticed that all three of these talk about um, 
trusting in the Lord, not putting confidence in the man. That is what the Lord told me way back in, I think it was around 2001. Jeremiah 17, 5. I'm going to say it again. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes his flesh his strength whose heart turns away from the Lord. So what, what God is trying to say is, uh, he's not a jealous God in the sense of negative jealousy. What What's frustrating to the Lord is, man cannot supply man's needs in any way, shape, or form. Okay? Uh, man can help, and man can be a part of it, but man cannot be the Lord. The man cannot be mankind cannot be the strength of anyone because you're putting confidence in flesh and flesh is gone today, here today and gone tomorrow. Like the flower fades away. We read that throughout the Bible. But then the one who does put confidence in the man, who does lean and puts trust in man, then the Lord is saying that your heart has turned away from him. And so he's not trying to be uh, cruel here. He's trying to open up the eyes of our understanding to, sh to show us basically when we put confidence in man, when he was correcting me back in 2001, he was saying, you're trusting in man and loving me, Lori. He said, no, no, no. And he took me to scriptures like this. He said, I want you to trust in me and love man. I, I tell you what, I got it. It made perfect sense. And so that way, when you don't put your confidence in man, then when you get wounded or you get rejected or you get your feelings hurt or you get hurt, somebody has done you a, a wrong physically, emotionally, financially, some way or another, because this is what man's good at. Man is simply good at failing. That's what we do. Why? Because we're flesh. And that's exactly, it's not because we're bad. It's because we're flesh. And the only one perfect in trust and the only one perfect is in love is the Lord. So he is saying, putting your strength and confidence in a man, trusting in man, you're actually turning your back on the Lord because um, the only way that you can, uh, anytime you trust or put confidence in something is because you give it all your attention. So you now your attention isn't at the Lord. That's why he's saying your back is to him. Putting confidence in man is like putting confidence in a rock. And I, and I, I, I mean, I love mankind. I am mankind. But we cannot put the confidence and trust that only one being can take and never fail us. And that is God. We cannot take that ever and put it into anything other than the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Who will never hurt you, never disappoint you, never lead you into anything that will harm you. He will not trouble you. We may open up our own doors and he'll walk us through it. But he doesn't open up any door to bring us harm. The word says that I've come to prosper you and not to harm you. 
And that means there is something out there to harm us, and that is the enemy, which is Satan. So I am going to stop. It has been 31 minutes. I want to say thank you for listening to this podcast today, Speak the Word Only. And I will join you on part three. God bless. See you soon.